kick off your boots and put down your hunting knife. It's time for the Outdoor Man Podcast with the man himself, Outdoor Man Dan. Join us for fun stories, useful how-tos, and insights into what being an outdoorsman means today and what it may mean in the future. From ethical hunting and conservation to new stories to tell around the fire. Let's get into today's show with your host, Outdoor Man Dan. Um, before we start, um, this week's sponsors is Sully Shooting. They're Sam from Sully Shooting. He does everything you want it, he'll do it. So head over there, check him out, mention my name, and I'm sure he will sort you out. So, like, Patrick, how's it going? Hey, man, how you doing? Doing well over here? So, spearfishing, how did you. So, so actually, before we go, go too far, where are you in the world, in the world at the moment? Uh, we're actually over here in um, the southern point of Albania. We're here in Saranda, Albania, and it's just a 30-minute um, ferry ride over from Greece. So it's an unknown kind of spearfishing destination, but uh, yeah, we, we found it, and it's absolutely amazing. I am. How how many how many Obviously, you are not from Greece. You're not from Albania. I mean, you are on doing such an amazing trip. It is unreal. So how's that all come about? Uh, you know, we were, my fiance and I, we were in New Zealand. I was, I was living and working in New Zealand. And then um, before this whole Corona thing happened, uh, we decided to go on a trip. And we went to the remote Tuamotus of French Polynesia. Um, and we were just, you know, we were really just planning to go to the Tuamotus and after that maybe come back to New Zealand. We weren't really sure exactly what we were going to do, but we weren't expecting to do such a massive trip. Um, we ended up getting locked down there in the Tuamotus, really, really remote place, like literally cargo ships have to bring you food and stuff. So wow. once the cargo ships stopped running, um, it was up to us to kind of steer our own fish for food, um, supplement that with you know rice and stuff. We were there for three months. And then after that, we were over in um, Moria, in next to the main island of the U. And um, the only flight option we had was to go to the U.S. or to go to France from there. So we decided to go to France, jumped over the U.K., bought a little car. And since then, we've just been doing a massive, massive spearfishing trip to uh, kind of off the beaten track destinations. Yeah. I saw him follow. I followed him on Instagram, or you followed him on Instagram to start with, and that's how it's all come about. And it, like, just go through the pictures; it's looked absolutely insane. You know, you've in some fantastic water, if nothing else. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. You know, luckily we we packed everything for kind of we we packed all kinds of spear guns for every condition, and we weren't exactly sure where we were going to go. Um, but luckily we did bring everything because we've been in so many different scenarios where you need blue water gear, you need little reef guns, you need five months suits, you need uh, just, you know, togs in the warm tropical water. So it all kind of varies, but you have to be prepared for everything. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's epic. Did you, did you spare any codes to the UK? Yeah, well, we, um, we got over to the UK. We, we flew into uh, Bristol, 
and then from Bristol. We I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the best weather either. Um, typical. Yeah, when we get onto Bristol, we got a car within the week. We bought a, a little Fiat Panda. Um, we fitted it with a roof box, everything, and yeah, so we, we had to wait for, I guess it was two weeks or so to get the registration. So in that time, we just decided to do a massive road trip all around the UK. So we went all the way up to the Isle of Skye, up in Scotland, and yeah, we, we managed to get a few guys in over there. So it's quite good. What, 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 what attempt like? Mate, honestly, I was, I was, uh, I was wearing five now, so it, was, it wasn't too bad. I, I don't remember the month it was, but um, yeah, I shot us a quick pull up on the side of the road there, jumped in, got a pull up, and then helped out. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I've got, I've got five, five, five mil, so, and I found actually it's not been too bad in the UK with the, with the, um, with the temperature, but I am weak when it comes to cold. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I just had to transfer over. Uh, because here now, it's, I think it's about 19 degrees, so I was wearing a 3 mil, and I just transferred over to the 5 mil. Um, so getting used to diving with this, a lot more weight, and it's a lot deeper diver, uh, deeper diving here than in other places. It's amazing yeah. training, so yeah. Uh, you're, not, you're not really finding any fish, unless you're going 20 or more meters, so. I'd not, I'd not get down there, I can do about sort of seven, eight meters and that's sort of my limitations at the moment. But I, I would prefer that to be honest. It's <laughs> so much better. I uh, I mean I've only been a handful of times and I have to say I am hooked with the with it completely, you know. And it fits yeah. in very well with my my lifestyle as well. I just live in the worst place in the UK for it because it's just sand, you know. I live half an hour from the coast, but you put your face in the water. You can't, you know, you can't even see anything that close to you. It's just atrocious. Yeah, the bad visibility. Um, sometimes you need like you know a smaller seventy-five centimeter gun, but rigged up with a couple sixteen mil bands just to uh, get the power for the bigger fish. Uh, you know. We're lucky, you know, well, I live right by the A14, so literally we can just head straight, you know, get on the entry 5 and get a bit safe and, and find some clearer water for us. What, so you're in Albania at the moment, what's happening next? Um, honestly, we, we got here, we were in uh, we were in Greece for three months prior to this, and then prior to that, we were in Turkey. Um, we did a big trip around Turkey. Spearfishing there was very interesting, to say the least. Um, Foreigners aren't really allowed to spearfish in Turkey, so right. we needed a special permission every time we went from the Coast Guard. Um, so we go there, we have to go to the Coast Guard, write out our name, my dive buddy, which is my fiance, and then we have to be like, okay, what time are we going? How far are we going? What zone are we going to? We have to do all this, and it has to be given to them on the day, but also it has to be written in all Turkish. <laughs> so, yeah, so Google was definitely our friend on that one. Um, yeah. It was a difficult, yeah, difficult uh, time, but yeah, we managed to get some nice fish there. Um, the water is really beautiful. And now we're going to stay here in Albania and make it our base um, because we can hop over to Corfu, which is 30 minutes away on a hydro ferry. Um, 
and then easily go anywhere in Europe, anywhere in like Northern Africa, or even over to the Middle East, you know, United yeah. Arab Emirates and all that. So, yeah, it's really convenient spot to be, and it's really warm here, as you can see. Yeah, yeah. Unlike here, where I'm sat in the jump on, I had another jacket on earlier on, probably at. Um, and that's just in my office. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so how did Spiffing start for you? And, you know, obviously you didn't just, just get up in the morning and actually, I did, I did get up in the morning and go, yeah, right, I'm going to start Spiffing. But how, how did it come about? Um, it's, it's kind of a long story, but I'll try and make it a quick one. Um, you know, I was always super scared of the water. I was super afraid of the ocean, lakes. Even growing up, I grew up next to the ocean and grew up next to the lakes. And I didn't like to swim in them because I was just wasn't sure what was under there. <laughs> Some big rock next monster or something. And, and so anyways, yeah, I was in Australia and we were sitting there in Cottesloe Beach and it's pretty renowned for like white corners and stuff. And on the western side there. And so me and my mates, you know, we have a few beers and we're like, oh, let's see who can you can swim out furthest to the ocean, like to the boys. And you know, there's like one boy that's 100 meters out, there's one that's like 200 meters out, and they're like, oh. So you kind of get a bit of liquid courage and jump in the water, go for a swim. And you get out there and you look around and you're like, oh, mate, there's so many sharks around here because you know, the Westpac helicopters are always coming by. Um, you got great whites, you got tiger sharks, bull sharks, everything. Um, so anyways, me and my mate one night, we were watching YouTube as you do, and we were just, we were going up north on a road trip, and we were like, oh, this is going to be sick road trip, what should we do? And then we're like, well, we were watching all these guys spearing, and we're like, no, we could be good with this, that's easy, spearfishing is easy, it's way easier than fishing, right? And uh, so anyways, we went to the local dive shop, picked up a little SIAC gun, uh, I think it was like a 70 centimeter gun. We each got one of those. I think we had some snorkeling fins and just like a small, basic snorkeling kit, not even a wetsuit or anything. Uh, and we went up north, up there to Calvary, and jumped in. And it was massive waves, like just <laughs> brutal, <laughs> brutal conditions. And yeah, we, we went in there, tested our luck. I shot one fish. I don't even know what it was, to be honest. Um, back then, you know, you just shoot questions and ask, or shoot questions, shoot fish and ask questions later. And so, just got this little fish, and it's pretty slow growth. And it just kind of progressed from there, really. Yeah. I mean, like, we, I went, my first, my first trip was with the, um, the Frenchman. Um, I don't know if you've seen him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I had a bit of a course with him, and we, and we dived, and um, we got scallops. And, and I was just like, yeah, this is cool. And that was just hooked after that. Yeah, getting scallops, it's, I, I would say that's such a way better way to start out with. I mean, you, you, I think starting out, it's best to start out simple and, you know, the less gear, the better. You know, don't worry about your, um, your gun, don't worry about your fins. If you can just have like a little snorkeling fin or something and, and just to start out with and get comfortable in the water first, instead of worrying about how to load the gun, how to... Um, how to dive properly and everything, just get comfortable and then you can eventually work your way up to it. 
I mean, it took us a long time, so we were there all that all day, you know, sort of good part of two thirds of the day. And in the morning, he sort of taught us to duck dive and and, and everything, everything, and um, well, all the you know all the components to go with it. And uh, in the morning, I just wasn't getting down to the bottom, you know, seven meters, and I was panicking. I was struggling to equalize. Just, just everything was just not going right, and we, you know, after we had a bit of lunch, and they went and then got in the water and sort of showed us the guns, went through gun safety and all that jazz, which was quite nice really, because even though I've shot my whole life, it was always good to go through a bit of gun safety and, and how you obviously reach the gun and how to aim it and all that. And mm. um, so I saw it really, and I said, well, um, could we just have another sort of while just just going down practicing duck dogs because just you know want to get a bit bit more proficient at it he said yeah yeah sure and um with that drove down equalized fine got to the bottom and went that's a scallop fuck that's a scallop but at that point it was like i need oxygen i had to come back up um and get my breath and then i thought oh, i need to go back down where i was i had to just go back down where i was find the scallop and, and, and that was it and then my mate had been struggling like probably a lot worse than I had and he's like oh, I'm not letting him beat me so at that point the game was on he could he and Fang won and it's just like we were you know, just kind of water thick and fast you know it was just clicked yes and and you know when you're first starting out I can remember exactly what you're saying just like you're trying to dive and all you want to do is just be underwater, but all your body is telling you is to just get back to the surface. So it's just this huge, huge compromise, you know, and you're just trying to figure it out. And it's a, it's a foreign world, really. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah it's a different planet. Uh, last time I went, um, it all felt a little more natural because I was a bit more confident. I've been doing a bit few more breathing exercises. A lot more relaxed and it, and it made a massive massive difference so what's what's next not not next thing that what um what hey so how do you what do you do for a living what is your job you can't just drive around the world spearfishing surely yeah so we work online and my missus is a art um like ocean she has ocean-based art um graphic design and whatnot um, and for myself, I'm training at the moment to become a free dive instructor to supplement our savings uh, that we saved up for. We were saving for a house, and then we got kicked out of New Zealand. Well, not kicked out, but we were outside of New Zealand when the you know the Corona thing happened, and then now we haven't been able to get back. So uh, we've just been using our savings, and uh, definitely will try to pursue the free diving instructor course and use that to supplement the, the income. As we travel around, so that's yeah. yeah there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people out there who want to do that. You know, I want to go on a free diving uh, course just to make myself a bit more comfortable in the water and 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 understand it more. If you know what I mean. Um, and um, there's, a, uh, there's a guy who I was going to go with. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, and he also goes like spear spearfishing guide as well. So yeah, yeah. you could do both, especially you know. Or, or a tailor-made course even, something like that would be awesome. I've got, yeah, I've got quite a few mates in the industry um, that are 
freediving instructors, their spearfishing guides. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, definitely taking a course when you're starting out is the best thing that you can ever do. Um, I remember I took one maybe a few years after I started, and I thought I already kind of knew what I was doing, and then I was completely wrong. You know, um, yeah. once, I took, once I took a course, it was night and day in terms of what I was able to do and how comfortable I was able to do it and how safe I was able to do it. And um, not only that, having the knowledge to be able to help um, you, you know, your dive buddy that's less informed if some kind of scenario were to happen, like a loss of motor control or blackout or something like that. So, yeah, it's good to have. Um, I would always suggest if you're going to be diving with anyone, kind of have like a quick chat with them and see what their previous experiences because the worst thing you can do is kind of go with like two noobs and going together <laughs> that's how i started out and it, you know yeah. it's like me and my mate in the waves with a loaded gun trying not to shoot each other and also try not to black out and die <laughs> so it was just complete chaos definitely wouldn't recommend it um but it, it was definitely a good learning experience yeah. And that's like everybody, I guess I think that's pretty much everybody's everyone who I spoke to about it, that's how they started. Yeah, just jump in the water, mate, and you just start doing it, you think, yeah, we're all should die. we should all be dead. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean yeah. you know, imagine imagine if you were to be hunting, you know, to go out hunting, you just learn you're just learning to walk. You go up a, a mountain and you don't even know anything about snow, you don't know anything about Rain or uh, how to navigate, and then you just get a loaded rifle in your hand. Somebody swings you around in a bunch of circles, and then you and your mate both have loaded rifles, and you try not to shoot each other and, and shoot yeah. a deer at the same time. That's pretty much what yeah, exactly. Do. That's how I would say yeah. it starts off. <laughs> yeah, you you all got prepared normally, so why should that be different? Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's on the bucket list? What's on the bucket list? Um, for me, you know, I guess it would be, there's definitely some fish on the bucket list, but I kind of, diving here in the Mediterranean, um, it's just humbling every single time you go out to dive. It's just like a humbling experience because it doesn't, you know, you could be anywhere in the world, you could be anywhere except for here, and you can be shooting decent fish every day. Like you can you can go in the water pretty much every time and get a fish. Um, here, it's if I even see a fish, I've had a good dive. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So there's definitely some bucket list spots. Sokotra uh, in Yemen. Um, it's an island that's a Yemeni island. Um, I don't know if you can really spearfish there, but there's definitely ways around that. Um, some other spots in South America for sure, um, off the coast of Africa as well. And yeah, really hitting all these off the beaten path places, like that's kind of the goal of the trip at the moment, is to go to these places that no one's ever heard of and just and try and shoot fish. Um, yeah. Because there's, there's really no resources about it online. Um, so, you know, coming into Albania, coming, coming into Albania, we're kind of coming in blind in terms of or even you, first, you have to find out if you're even allowed to spearfish. Then you have to find out um, the rules and regulations, and you know the MPAs, the marine protected areas. And then you also 
what comes with traveling and spearfishing is definitely it's a really big challenge because you you know imagine you're spearfishing in your local waters. Cool. It's cold there, maybe. You're spearfishing in your local waters, and you know it might take quite a while to learn the species. And so, with us traveling around all the time, um, we have to learn the species basically immediately. We have to know the behavior. It's a lot of research. Um, so yeah. Off the beach town, yeah. Um, there's definitely a few fish. Have you been filming? Have you been doing much filming like, in the YouTube? So, um, we did get, I, I got the whole setup rigged up before we left, and then and all the software and everything to, to do the YouTube. Um, and then there's just been a few little disturbances with my MacBook. Um, charging cable and stuff, and I've been in these remote places, well not really remote, but just kind of off the beaten path places, you cannot even find the Apple Store, you can't even get it like sent to you in, off Amazon or something like that. So, yeah, my gears, my electronical gears, <laughs> hit and miss. Uh, it's a shame, because if, if you, like the wet mammal, you know, he's been doing his um, hiking to the middle of nowhere and spearfishing yeah. sort of thing. You know, you're sat in a gold mine what you're doing. It's uh... I definitely, I, I definitely understand that for sure. And um, yeah, Sam from the Wet Mammal is definitely an inspiration for his uh, hiking spear episodes and catching folks with his undesirables. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's his hair. I think everyone just goes for his hair. To be honest, that that the um, yeah, yeah the mullet and that you know yeah his long his long flowing his long flowing locks. The luscious locks of love. Yeah. He's um, actually he's been catching some stuff since like you know what the sort of follow my Instagram he's Yeah, definitely I follow his account all the time, so we definitely uh, miss each other back and forth with a bit of banter. Um yeah, I definitely am jealous of his spearfishing opportunities there in Australia. Yeah, he has got he's got a hell of a life really doing that. Well saying that, you've 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 Pretty much living the single man's dream with another half, so you can't be, you, know, yeah. you can't complain too much. I just, um, yeah, it's good having a, a partner that also dives because if you need, you know, if I'm like, oh, I need to go get the smaller gun to go into the Gruber caves or whatever, I just take her 70 centimeter gun. Um, I just put the new wetsuit on the five mil and I kind of, uh, you know, took a few of her weights as well. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, borrow each other's gear. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, my um, my other half would do it, but she can't, so that's a real shame. Um, because I think she'd enjoy it as well, especially the diving side. Because she was, she has, she's, she's, um, she's sc uh, scuba, not, uh, yeah, scuba before, so. Yeah. Uh, that's a good. She, she yeah, scuba diving. Scuba is a good way to get into it, anyways. Just get yeah. comfortable in the water, and then once you're comfortable, it's good to transition over. But say she medical reason now she can't, so that, that sort of sucks really. Because mm -hmm. um, it was been a bit of half and half an argument, uh, not so long ago. Well, you're going off and doing all this. I well, I'll tell you what, well, if I pay you to do a free diving course with me, will you be quiet? Well, I can't do it anyway. Right, so why are we having this? Why is this argument even started? I don't understand now. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah. Um, 
it was one thing I, I had been meaning to ask was uh, we spoke um, about when we were messaging back and forth, and I said, like, you know, any, any sort of thing we find that we've got to be careful of is like your shopping trolley washing up on top of you when we're, um, we're out. And you said the other week that you found some literally stopped somebody hossing tyres into the. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely something that you'll come across in this part of the world. Um, you'll, you'll see it in any, any, any region of the world, really, but, um, you know, I do see a few of those items kind of in my dive zone sometimes. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few bits of rubbish in the water, and I would honestly say it's just tires. So, really? It, it really is just tires. Um, everyone's riding around in the murks around here, and... You know, they get their old tires go through burnouts or whatever, and I guess they just chop them into the, the water. They somehow end up here. Um, but luckily, there's tires because it's quite easy to remove uh, instead of, you know, these small little microplastics and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the other day, you know, we, when we're diving, if we're not seeing any fish, which happens kind of uh, regularly in this region, um, we can always get uh, going up. Trash hunt and get some, get some tires or <laughs> plastic yeah, or something. Do some good for the ocean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get some good karma and hopefully it will repay you in fish. Yeah. Cool. Well, Patrick, thank you very much for coming on. You are, honestly, I am so. Watch, look at your Instagram and I am absolutely jealous every time you come up, especially that blue water that is. It's bluer than blue, it is. Absolutely awesome. So, I'd like to say thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, mate. And um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's super nice to be diving over here. And as you can see, I'm in a t shirt. So, yeah, it's winter yeah. here. It's tough, tough if you time. Were, if you end up back in the UK, I'd let us know and we'll have to go for a dive. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I definitely plan on coming that way. Um, yeah, the flights over there are quite cheap and it's some interesting diving, get some lobster, crabs, scallops. I want to go. I want to go back. I want to go to Scotland and do the West Coast. I haven't done the. I've never done the West Coast of Scotland anyway, so that's on the list to do. Do the old West Coast Five Hundred, and yeah, beautiful, beautiful diving up there. There's lots of good community up there as well. Um, so yeah, be a that's, that's the one thing actually I've found with spearfish shoes, like hunting and shooting that sort of thing. People are friendly. But don't mm-hmm. want to give anything up. Where yeah. as spearfishing, okay, if someone's got a super good spot, they're probably not going to tell you. But generally, because you can go go anywhere anyway, people are sort of keen to help you, get you going, advice, spots yeah. a lot. Oh, here it's um, especially if you join a club. If you join a club, you know it's it's amazing because you know. The older guys are helping out the young guys um, in terms of their diving, but also giving up spots that maybe they don't want to use anymore, or just a good spot that's local. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Even here, I've met a few local Albanian guys, and uh, you know, immediately they see me with a spear gun. They're super excited that I'm going out to dive. They're, oh, we're getting fish, getting fish, and yeah, getting fish and. When I get out of the water, you know, uh, there's not really many wild places to dive around the Mediterranean. So 
when you're entering and exiting on a shore dive, um, usually you're going through like a super crowded beach. So they'll see me go in and people will kind of look at me like kind of weird. Um, and when I'm coming out with the fish, people are so surprised. They're saying, you got that just here, like where I'm swimming. Just, you know, a few hundred meters away. And they're so surprised. So it's, I think it opens their eyes to what's possible. And I've definitely had some people, um, you know, try spearfishing out just because they saw me diving. They didn't even know it was a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's a pretty small sport, you know. So, uh, knowing anyone that spearfishes is in some of these countries is kind of rare. So, yeah. Especially if you see someone diving, it's like, well, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the same as, same as here in the UK. I saw an episode of, of, of spearfishing and I sort of went Googling and, and it got, I sort of got deeper and deeper into this world of spearfishing. And, Wow, this, you know, this is all sort of, I can't, believe this, I can't believe this happens in the UK and, you know, and how, how, not how big, well, it is how big it is in the UK. I didn't realise I had such a following because I've never heard of it. And, you yeah. Know, and that's great. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. You've been listening to the Outdoor Man Podcast. We're glad you're here. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Outdoor, on Instagram, Outdoor underscore Man underscore Podcast, on Facebook, Outdoor Man Podcast, and you can even reach us by email, dan at outdoorman.uk. Let us know your outdoor questions and be sure to tag us when you're outside living your best life. Until next time, be the example.